If you're a regular listener of this podcast, it's highly likely you're looking to level up in your life. What can be a better way than to talk to someone extremely inspiring and motivational? I had the privilege on this episode to interview Colleen Biggs. Colleen is a successful author, public speaker, business coach, and founder of Lead Up for Women. She has helped launch hundreds of businesses through her mentorship. I know listening to this is going to leave you inspired and on fire to go after exactly what you want. So enjoy and get prepared to be motivated. Welcome back to For Better Self and Net Worth. I am so excited about what we're bringing you today. Today, I have Colleen Biggs. Colleen Biggs is a motivational speaker, business coach, author, and the founder of Lead Up for Women. Colleen's going to talk to us a bit today about getting out of your comfort zone, making your dreams reality, and just how to level up in your business goals. So Colleen, I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for being with us today. If you don't mind, give us a brief introduction about yourself or a not so brief introduction. Just let us know who you are and what your mission is. I will, Ella. Thank you so much. And I just want to first start off by saying how important the title is of your podcast, right? Um, Because our self-worth and and our better self um, is all attributed to our net worth. And I'm not so sure everyone realizes that, but your net worth is created based on how you feel about yourself. So if you are down on yourself, if you're always in your way, if you feel like you're a loser, if you feel like you're a bad mom every day, if you have negativity surrounding you, this is going to hurt you in creating self-worth. Self-worth um, is going to help you create net worth. And uh, and I love it that that's part of your podcast. So I'll hop in really quickly and, and just say that, um, you know, I was a three-decade um, corporate um, uh, rat runner on the uh, wheel, as everyone would call it. Uh, you're right. It's so like corporations are the way that traditionally they're set up. It's so outdated. Um, I got off the wheel. I ran away. I dropped out. I retired. You can call it what you want to call it. But I'm absolutely living my best life. And people say they hear that all the time. Yeah, what does that mean? You know, living your best life is about living the life that you designed Uh, for yourself that's how you want to live your day-to-day, right? And um, and building that based on how much money you want to be able to acquire, which requires self-esteem, self-confidence, self-worth, right? And I'm so excited to see... um, you know, all of my kids that are in their 20s and 30s, just like your listeners, um, have that piece to take with them at that age. So we'll get into more of that later. But I left corporate America. I was a very high executive, worked my way up into a corporation over those 30 years. And when I got there, I wasn't so happy about what I saw, right? So 
Um, I worked more. I had less time for myself, less time for my family. I was serving a corporation that necessarily wasn't serving me anymore, wasn't filling my cup anymore. But the one thing that did fill my cup that I loved the most that I did on a day in and day out basis was work with people. I loved coaching CEOs. I loved launching businesses. To date, I've launched about 340 businesses and have been coaching businesses now for over 22 years, and I love it. I mean, to my core, it is what lights me up. And so that, I'm so thankful to Corporate America for bringing me the opportunity, for allowing me to hone my skills in that area. And the most important piece I found during that time, really, Ella, was getting into the map of other people's worlds. We need to get into the map of what they're doing. Right. So I uh, knew it was time for me to leave corporate America. I was ready to start another business and and jump out of that comfort zone, as we call it. Right. Of being on the wheel and getting the paycheck. And I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I knew I needed a community to support me. I knew as a female entrepreneur, I would want other female entrepreneurs there to give me advice, to help me um, that I could mastermind with, that I could, you know, promote, that I could get myself out there and promote myself because if you stay behind your keyboard like a little keyboard warrior we're never going to be able to um, grow our businesses or our brand because people out there aren't going to know who we are so I created a community that allowed me to do that allowed me to do that for other women and allowed me to take them on the journey with me and that company was a lead up for women and I've ran that company lead up for women now for four years Um, we've grown it to over 10,000 women it's been an amazing community I've loved it and we have been leading up for my goodness we've been leading up now for four years and I say it's time to leap You know, 2022 is the year where we really need to get out of our comfort zone. Leading is something that comes natural to many of us, but leaping does not because leaping requires courage, requires bravery, requires trust that you have in yourself and and, and growth, right? When we leap, we don't know where we're always going to land. And I did that leap from corporate America into entrepreneurship. And so, um, so yeah, so I'm ready to leap in 2022 with my clients and with my community and I'm also looking forward to um, you know what that does for bringing um, all women forward right the more that we are changing and growing the more that we're affecting people around us right people watch us more than they listen to us so I I say that because I watch my daughters that are grown now in you know the age of your listeners and how they're way different than I was when I was raising kids right I was only a mom and now these kids are they're out there and they they care about themselves and they put themselves first and they listen to themselves and they go work out on a regular basis and they go take vacations or they you know get away and have their husbands watch the kids and you know they take care of themselves and we're going to start seeing this shift they most of them are designing their lives the way they want them they're not in typical corporate jobs you know um and they're they're raising their families the way that they see fit and what i love about that is that's going to 
to create the next generation of women going into corporate America jobs, starting entrepreneur businesses, which is why I started Lead Up, so that women could start entrepreneur businesses, make and gain revenue from that, and then continue to expand their influence by attracting their right clients, right? That's the important piece. So that's a little bit about me. Um, like I said, I've been a coach for 22 years. I run masterminds. I'm also the mother of seven kids, and we have 11 grandkids with 12 and 13 on the way right now. Yeah. Amazing. 12 and 13 on the way. Yeah. So exciting. Amazing. Amazing. Well, tell us about the conversation around money because you totally understand why I started the podcast is basically increasing yourself, having that big self-worth before your net worth, having that self-esteem and realistically making the money. I think a lot of times women are sometimes afraid to ask for more money. And I'll give you an example. What basically what inspired me to start this podcast, I was talking to a group of my girlfriends and we were talking about negotiating salaries, getting increases, we even have conversations with our coworkers like, okay, what, what did you get? What did, Cause I mean, legally you, you can do that. You can have conversations about your salary, what your increases are and what conversations you're having. And my friend, Allison, she said, you know, why is it so uncommon for us to talk about money? We were also talking about investing in the stock market or 401k. She's like, why is that uncommon? You don't hear about that. Also saw an alarming statistic that only 26% of women invest so we're talking about lead up for women and how you create a community of entrepreneurs. What are some of the conver- common conversations that you're going to have around money? I'm glad you said that because it is not hidden at all in this group. In fact, I started a book club about two years ago in this community, and I just did it for free, invited all of the members to come and join in. And the reason why I did it was because I realized that our businesses, our relationships, our relationship with money can only grow to the extent that we do. And so personal development is one of the biggest pieces in being a success in life. It really is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you promote yourself out there as a life coach or a personal development coach, people are like, I don't need any personal development. I just want to make more money. And I'm like, okay, great. So I'll help you gain the revenue in your business that you need to be able to get there. What are your goals? And we'll get you there. Every single time I work with clients on their business, I'm working with them on themselves. I always have to turn the spotlight to work with them on them because they're holding themselves back. They have disbeliefs. Their original blueprint of money, it all came from and seeded from the history back when they were a child, what they heard their parents say about money, what they um, saw, um, how they lived their life. Um, how money was discussed in their home, um, how parents reacted. You know, the money doesn't grow on trees and we can't afford that right now. And filthy rich people, right? If there's negative connotations against being rich and there's negative connotations around money, you carry that with you because that's what you were taught. It's not like you have to go back and hate your parents for it, right? They were just doing the best they could, just like I was doing the best I could. And what happens is generation after generation, you teach your you teach your children what your parents taught you, what their parents taught you, what their parents taught them. And so it just keeps, we just keep repeating, right? And that's where I'm trying to break that 
that mold of repetition to help women realize that we need to wake up about money. We need to be responsible for money. We need to know what it would be like to support ourselves on our own. We need to generate income. We need to know what our bills are in our household. You know, I've never been one in my household ever to have allowed anyone else to control the money but me. And I say that because when I was 12 years old, my parents got divorced. So I watched my mom, who was a hundred percent dependent on my father, not know what to do at 12 years old, right? And I just watched her flounder, not knowing what to do. And I said to myself, this will never be me. I will always make enough money. I will always know where my money's going, how many bills I have, how to pay my bills. I'm never gonna have to ask help from all these other people. And as I made that kind of pact with myself, I became a very independent person, which also hurt me, Ella hurt me bad because I became so independent and swung the pendulum the other way. It caused divorces because I was so independent. I did not need anybody, did not need a man, did not need anyone to help me with anything. I could always make my own money. I could always do my own thing. Well, when you're trying to find a mate, I'm sorry, but that is not an attractive feature for anyone that you're married to that you don't need them. Everyone wants to be needed. Everyone wants to be loved. So it was at 36, which is probably later than some of your listeners, where I finally decided, you know what? It's time for Colleen to live her life. It's time for her to realize that she's not perfect, that she's got a lot of growing up to do, that she's got a lot of learning to do, that she has a lot of um, humility and wisdom, right? And that was when I got mentors and sponsors. I started asking my elders questions. I at 36 was like, I need to learn how do people get rich? How do you gain that money? How do you become that executive and that CEO? How do you climb the ladder at corporate America? Because I've been doing this, you know, my whole life. And at 36, I decided this is when I'm going to learn. I'm going to go back to school and be taught by other people. And I'm going to listen to constructive criticism. And I'm going to go from there. And that's what I did. And When you become truthful about where you're at in your life, really truthful, not hiding it like I make all this money and you don't because if your bank account has tumbleweeds, I'm sorry, but you're not. But really, truly believing and knowing if I wanted to make $1,000 tomorrow, this is exactly how I will do it and I can do it because I'm going to put the effort into it and I'm going to make it happen because you believe in yourself, right? I believe that the world is extremely lazy. Maybe just the United States. Some of the other countries aren't so lazy. But I believe that we're kind of lazy here. And I'm not saying that to be negative to anyone, but... Everything doesn't come to us for free. We have to work for it. And you have to believe in it. So you have to set yourself up for success. So that's why I run book clubs that we talk about Think and Grow Rich, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. We talk about everything's figure outable. We talk about how to grow wealth. We look at Think and Grow Rich for Women. There are so many books that we have read that have activities at every chapter that I'm putting them through the activities at every chapter 
so that we can apply them to our lives with support of all of these other women that are going through the same thing so we can come back and discuss it week after week, talk about what worked for us, what didn't work for us, what I'm struggling with, how my mind still isn't grasping, you know, this concept. So I think the more support we offer each other, like podcasts like yours, Ella, the more that we can get out there and have podcasts that support each other, we can believe in ourselves when we hear it over and over and over again and be able to take those action steps forward. But that's the key in all of this, wouldn't you say, Ella? If you do not take action on anything that you want in your life, it 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 isn't going to come true. It's not going to happen. You can't just sit and manifest a, you know, a brand new car in your driveway. Vision boards are great, but you have to take action and create a plan. Your faith and your desire has to be bigger. You know, it has to be bigger than what anything, anyone or anything can shake. Yeah. And I love what you said about that, because I do believe in, to a certain extent, I believe in the law of attraction. I do believe you can manifest what you want. You've got to take action. And a lot of times that action is outside your comfort zone. I've wanted this podcast. I've wanted to start a show for for years before I actually did it. I kept waiting on everything to be perfect. I kept waiting on the stars to align. I kept waiting to have, I need to have the right equipment in my house. I need to have this amount of time. But if you wait till you're ready, you're never going to be ready. I also love what you said about, and I totally relate to this about being very independent, that you forget to ask for Mm. support, whether that be somebody cheering you on, whether that be for advice or constructive feedback, because It is so easy, I think, for millennials to think they have to do everything themselves. Oh, and they don't. There's so many people people that they can ask, you know, and that are willing to give advice, that are willing to share their knowledge and their experience and are willing to assist them and mentor them. You know, I work with a lot of corporations um, in setting up, you know, mentorships, programs throughout their companies because it is so important to have mentors within your company and people that have been there before you. It, it not only helps that leader grow and that manager and executive grow, but it helps the subordinate or the other person that's working with them grow, become you know more loyal, um, educated. And uh, so it's a, it's a beautiful um, relationship that happens between two people. And you, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur, uh, whether you're a stay at home mom, by the way, and you're don't, you know, you don't, your job is to raise your children. That's where you can have a mentor of another parent, um, you know, that is about 10 steps ahead of you. So uh, I, I remember mentoring a good friend of mine and she had babies about 10 years after me you know, behind me. And so she always just admired the mother I was. And I mentored her through it. And I look at her today and I'm like, you're way better mother than I ever could have, you know, wished to be. And it's just so amazing how we can assist each other if we would just open our mouths and ask. And podcasts are plethoras of podcasts are available today in any subject you could ever want to listen to. Inspiration, motivation, but the law of attraction works like this. You have to do something for it to match you. I don't know if anyone knows that. It matches for it. It matches you. So when you take action and say, okay, I'm going to do this podcast. So I'm going to set a date. 
and when I'm going to launch it, I'm going to name it. Um, in two months, I'm going to, you know, record the intros and the outros. I'm going to start researching where I, where I host my podcast. I'm going to start looking at how I create it on Canva or whatever it is, right? What happens is as soon as you start taking action, before you know it, you meet someone and they start talking about podcasts and things on there. And you're like, well, I, wait, I didn't know we could do that with podcasts. And all these people start aligning in your life and your world that have to do with podcasts. You start seeing advertising for podcasts. You start seeing things in your inbox for podcasts. All of this podcast stuff starts coming your way because you've dropped the veil that you had up for podcasts because it was never a thought in your mind before. But as soon as that one thought appears, it's like the universe drops the veil and says, okay, now you can see everything that has to do with podcasts. It's like it's kind of like that car that you see driving down the road. And I remember the first time I saw a Jeep pickup truck. And I was like, I have never seen a Jeep. Yep, that yep. was a pit pickup truck. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I thought so too. I'm like, crazy. What? One. I saw one. D guess how many I saw in the next two weeks? Oh, you like, saw several, I'm sure. Hundreds. And I was like, the first one I saw was just the notification to the universe that I saw it. Now it was a thought, then all of a sudden I, you know, we see them everywhere. So that goes to tell us that all of our answers and everything we need is so close in proximity to us right now. We just can't see it. And we don't know what we don't know till we know. And I say this all the time. And then when you know, what are you going to do with the information? So when we know, that's when we take the action. But we have to take action if we want the universe to match us. Absolutely. And you talk about Think and Grow Rich for Women. Yeah. Sharon Lecter's a good friend of mine. On the video you can see here, she's yeah. in front of our magazine. And she wrote the Think and Grow Rich for Women series and uh, with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, because Napoleon Hill wrote the very first book. Yes. And it's, it's really, it's the same principles in Think and Grow Rich, just centered for women. And you got to remember, Think and Grow Rich was written in 1939 or somewhere around there, yes. somewhere in the 30s. Much so it was, I mean, he only interviewed men. That's all that was, you know, men were the starters of, you know, uh, business back then. They were the ones in business. So the principles are still very much alive and can be adopted for women or men. But Think and Grow Rich, my good friend Sharon Lecter, yeah, she wrote that book. Um, and it just brings alive the perspective of Think and Grow Rich for women and why it's so important for us as individuals to also leave a legacy not only as a mother in our families, but, you know, financially. And that's such a good reference, a good book reference, because yeah. I have read Think and Grow Rich, but it, it's kind of like reading, and this is the first thing I can think of, it's kind of like reading the Bible. You have to know the historical context behind it mm -hmm. to fully understand what the message is. And I feel like that with Think and Grow Rich, so I think that's going to be an amazing resource for listeners is to read yeah. Think and Grow Rich for Women. Yeah, it's a great book. You know, there's a lot of books out there that have been rewritten for women. Um, and I think it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful resource. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up again, Ella. And I want to talk about coaching there for a minute. I, I chuckled when you said that people say they don't need a coach. <laughs> Some of the best writers, Jensen Cherry, for example, she wrote You Are a Badass and You Are a Badass at Making Money and You Are a Badass. Had, like, she's built a legacy for herself and she did so after 40 and what she says is everybody has a coach. Even the coaches have coaches. 
And coaching is kind of a new phenomenon that we're working with here in, you know, the 2020s and, you know, slightly before 2020, you didn't really hear about life coaches or business coaches, success coaches, relationship coaches. Now everybody wants to be a coach and everybody uses a coach. Talk about what impact coaching has had on your life personally. Yeah. You know, I explain it like this and visuals work for me because I'm, you know, very visual person. So picture yourself in your business or you and your career as a picture in a frame on a wall in a house. So if you're in the frame, you can only see what's in front of you. Maybe it's a hallway, maybe it's a kitchen, maybe it's a dining room, maybe it's a living room. Your coach can walk the whole uh, breadth of your house. The coach, your coach. And I, I use that visual because it gives you an idea to show you that when you start a business, and this is so true, by the way, I've coached over 300 CEOs, but when I started my own business, I missed all this stuff, even though I've been coaching entrepreneurs for over 20 years, I missed all this stuff in my business. So I hired a coach to work with me. They can give you a different perspective. They can see the whole lay of the land. They see your business from the outside looking in. You're inside your business. It's very hard for you to see every area of your business. That's why having a mentor, a sponsor, a coach, right? If you're in corporate America, why you need a sponsor is because that sponsor has pull. That sponsor is in a position that could get you another position, that could get you a raise, that can bring you along with them, right? That's what a sponsor is. They're the ones talking about you in the closed door meetings when you're not allowed in those meetings. Does that make sense? So sponsors are very important to have in the corporate world. Mentors and sponsors are very important to have, and most of the time they're free right? You just need to find that person that wants to take you along, that believes in you, that's going to teach you because they know you have the ability and you just need someone to offer you some assistance, some advice, some wisdom, knowledge, those types of things. That's what a coach does. Don't hire a coach. Like it wouldn't make sense for me to hire a coach that did what I'm doing now 20 years ago. They, They have no They have no way and relevance to look at what's happening in coaching today versus 20 years ago, right? So you want a coach that's working with you like 10 steps ahead of you, right? And they're teaching you, right? You know, they're learning and they're teaching you as they're learning from their coach, who's learning from their coach, but they've already done what you're doing, right? They've already mastered it. They've already been successful with it. And now they're teaching you how to do it. That's why I work with a little, a lot of business launches. That's why I work with a lot of women that are scaling their businesses, that are looking for better ways to get exposure, that are looking for better ways to increase their income, because I know how to work on the person and get in their map of the world and work with them and see where the deficiencies are in their in their world we can't i mean if we could look at ourselves in the mirror and say yeah your blueprint about money's struggling your temperature for money's here you know um you you're the reason why you don't work out on a regular basis is because of this reason you know personal trainers a lot of time become coaches most people don't know this because they find that every single person that they work with, because I was a personal trainer for about four years, and I know this, 
as you work with each individual person, it's not about the physical fitness and them losing weight. It's the underlying reason why they're eating, why they're not working out, why their body is the way there is, the relationship they have with food, the relationship they have with themselves, their self-esteem, their self-confidence. It has to do with all of that. Every single thing in our life has to do with mastering us first before we can master physical fitness, weight loss, success, you know, wealth, great relationships. If you don't love you and you don't accept you, then forget it because you're never going to be able to love another person and, you know, accept that other person as a true soulmate, right? There's just no way. So okay. it, it all starts with the relationship with ourselves, Ella. I, I totally yeah. agree with that. I'm all, I call myself a self-love junkie. Yeah. Love it. I'm always looking at ways to love yourself and something I've learned just recently, I went on a retreat back in October and it's to love all parts of ourselves, mm-hmm. even parts that are not so great. The part of ourselves that is very anxious, the part of ourself that's competitive or, you know, the part of, if you think you have a part of yourself that's arrogant. If you're feeling arrogant, you've got to love that part of yourself because every single aspect that you have does something for you. And sometimes it comes across as protection. If you're, you have trust issues, obviously you're protecting yourself. Right. I'm glad you said that because probably one of the most important lessons I learned from somebody that um, was a big struggle for me was, and I think this is a big struggle for, especially because of social media for every single woman who's listening to this podcast, which is listening to what other people think about them. And we need to realize, this is the number one key on this. We need to realize that what people think about us is never about us. It was never about us. It is never about us. It will never be about us. It's about what's happening with them and they're reflecting that on to us. Absolutely. So if, if you look at it from that, and you know, Jen Sincero talks about that a lot. So many other books talk about that a lot as well. And the more you think about it, you're like, ah, and you go back to the people in your lives that were hard on you or that made fun of you or that were mean to you, especially in corporate America, if you've had a boss or I had a female, you know, and another executive that was super mean to me. So I'm only saying that because if we go back and we look at that, we're going to notice that, yes, it wasn't me, it was them the entire time. So when we can believe that, trust that, know that, then when you show up confident because you've done the work on yourself and you used to talk to yourself negatively and you used to hate yourself and you used to think you had a big butt, now you're just like, I like my voluptuous butt or you used to think that you were loud because everyone told you you were loud and now you're like, that's just who I am. I'm loud and I love it and I'm proud of being loud. When someone else comes at you or negatively attacks you for that, it's like what I talked about in kindergarten. I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks back on you. I mean, that's what our parents taught us to hoard off bullies. What do you think someone attacking you and saying something about you is? It's a bully. It's a bully in today's world. No matter how you look at it, they're still bullies. So I think that's important for us to remember. Yes, it's very important because some of the things that we go through when you were younger, some of the things that we're told, if we're told we're being too loud, 
if we're told that, you know, we need to move or taking up too much space, we're getting in somebody's way, just little things like that can really trigger the subconscious mind. And you carry that with you, whether you realize it or not, mm-hmm. if somebody mistreats you, talks badly about you and it's really freeing. I think I was in my later twenties and I had a lot of just, I had some toxic relationships mm-hmm. that I was working through and, and departing from. And I had to know, okay, the way somebody, the way these people are treating about me, the girl that's teasing me about my workout or the person that is always making me feel like I'm not good enough. The one upper, it's not about me. No. It's not, it's, they have to make themselves feel better about themselves around me. And I've heard that my whole life, but I didn't fully realize that and grasp that until I was left to do that. Yeah. I started to do the work. And then when you do realize it, you respond to them very differently because you almost feel bad for them at that point. Yeah. You know, it's never, it's, it definitely never is about you. So when you realize that and they say that to you, you're like, man, I feel really bad that they have low self-esteem in this area. You, you're not even thinking about you now because you know it's not about you. You're just focusing on them and, and feeling horrible that, you know, if you're anything like me, I care so much about other people that when that, when that happens, I'm like, man, I wish I need to help her with that. You know, I want to help her get over that hump because I know where she's struggling and a coach just to, to zip that up and wrap it up in a pretty little bow. A coach can see everything from a different perspective. They can see the goodness in you. They can see your skill sets. They can see how amazing you are. They can see how other people see you. You don't see that, but they can take all of that and help you promote yourself through that, help you lean into that. And the more that you're fueled by that and supported by that and moved forward by that, the more successful you're going to be in every area of your life. Yes. It almost makes you, it's almost like you have a repellent on you. Mm -hmm. You're unstoppable in that case. Yeah. 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 And you know, here's the other thing, parents, (laughs) for anyone out there that has kids or was a kid, Can you imagine dropping your children off to go play soccer, t-ball, football, gymnastics, dance, and then then just dropping the kids off on a field or putting them in a, a dance room with mirrors with no coach? No coach. We just drop them off and say, here you go, kids. What is the coach there for? They're there to help inspire, motivate, teach skills. They're there to help um, and, you know, help the children feel more confident about themselves, teach them some skills, you know, all of the things that the coach is there for. That's what a coach in your life is there for. So think of it that way. We would never dream of dropping our children off somewhere in an activity without a coach. Yet we dare to think we can go through life. We can start our own businesses. We can do all these things we've never done without a coach. It's insane. It is insane. And if you, if you try to go into something all by yourself, you're going to have to learn some harder lessons along. You're reinventing the wheel all over again. Why not have someone there that can teach you how to do it? And you don't have to, you know, go try and reinvent it yourself. You're going to go faster. 
you're going to be more successful, you're going to be accelerated, and you're finally going to be like at your, you're going to reach your peak performance from having someone there that knows how to help you do that. Yes. Yeah. And there's always going to be people, and I think that's something we forget, is there's always going to be people wanting to help us out, that are wanting to reach a hand and pull us up from where we're at, because people are inherently good and it makes us feel good to be able to help somebody else. And eventually we're all moving up, whatever you're doing, what, if you're in a different position, you want to get up to the next level. If you want to start your own business, you want to get to the next level. Well, most business owners I know want to mentor other women, other female business entrepreneurs, because they know what it's like to be where they're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agree. So, you know, um, a verb that we use or an adjective or a noun or whatever you want to say, you know, lead up and leave the ladder down. So lead up in your life, meaning, you know, keep moving forward and upward motion in your leadership. And by doing that, you leave the ladder down and pull other people with you. You know, it's not a one-way street where you just hightail it out of there and think that the fame and success and everything is going to be yours. It's about taking other people with you and, and being in service. Lovely. Yeah. Really like that. Well, tell us how we can support you. Tell us about Lead Up for Women, how we can get involved with that. And then Thanks, also Ella. what resources you offer. I appreciate that. So um, the the Lead Up for Women brand is um, going to kind of be taking a back seat for a little while. Um, the Leap brand, uh, which has been my brand for the last several years as well. Like I said, we've been leading up now for four years. It's time to take a leap. So I'm bringing Leaping Forward, uh, which is, uh, you can find at ColleenBiggs.net. Uh, and you can understand a little bit more about me, my coaching programs, how I work with people, the events that I do, um, the different books that I've written, uh, the partnerships that I have. You can also find out about my community, how to get more involved with my community. There's several levels in which to get involved with my community. And I recommend just the first level, which is being a member that gives you the opportunity to not only be spotlighted, um, you know, so you can expand your influence and attract the right clients, but also have several networking opportunities, join the book club for personal development, uh, for you to really be able to connect with other like-minded people so that you can be seen, be heard, and be visible in every area of your life. We work a lot on self-esteem, self-respect, um, self-confidence in this group. That's yeah, and that's ColleenBiggs.net. ColleenBiggs.net. I'll put that in the show notes. And there's such a great need for that because I think everybody, no matter how much growth we've done, and how much self-development we always want to level up and take that leap. And it's easy, like you said, to stay in the comfort zone and just to kind of go on a, just a gradual, almost linear journey. But most of us want to level up completely and that will require a leap. So I love yeah, it. Yeah. And it's never a straight line, by the way. It's never a straight line because yeah. sometimes you're going to, you're, you know, you're just going to be on a ride and you're going to be doing really great and believing in yourself and everything is going to be falling into place. And why do you think that things fall into place for certain people? It's because they believe in themselves. So they do what I call ready, fire, aim. Ready, fire, aim later, right? Then they kind of figure out where, okay, what went wrong? What do I do? But they're already gone, right? The train already left the station. So many women stay in ready, aim, 
ready, aim. They aim for their whole life, but they never fire. So think about firing, starting before you're ready, like Ella talked about, and doing things, whether you're uncomfortable or not with them, taking that risk and doing things you've never done before. And it could be something as simple to get a win as signing up for a 5K. If you've never ran a race before, sign up for a 5K, watch yourself do it, and cross the finish line, and then you'll believe in yourself to do the next thing, right? I really believe in finish lines. I really believe in challenging yourself to do something you've never done before just to see if you can do it. And then when you have, you're like, of course I could do the next thing. That's the problem. We forget if we look back at our lives, we've always been able to show up to the occasion that we've set ourselves up for. You can do it. You can do anything. You just have to believe in you. I love it. That's, that's probably my favorite analogy that I've ever heard is the ready, aim, fire. Mm-hmm. And how we say second aim. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to leave the audience with? Yeah, you know, I really feel like if leadership is beyond you, um, you know, if if learning, the learning piece, this is a big part. If learning is, is um, beneath you, then leadership is going to be beyond you. We have to realize, and I realized at 36, our life, we are lifelong learners. And we need to to surround ourselves with a network, like you talked about, Ella, but that is our net worth of people that fuel us, that guide us, that are there to cheer us on. The naysayers and the poo-poo people, the poo-poo on all your parties, yeah. Get them out of your life. You have to get them out of your life because they're going to they're gonna keep you stuck. They're going to keep you stuck. Start surrounding yourself with the people that are going to fuel you because the five people in your life are going to be the most important in where you go in life. They really are. Wonderful. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. It's, I think, especially just in recent years in transitioning, I've learned how to be more intentional about who I spend time with and who I engage yeah. with. Same. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Colleen. Thanks, Ella. Look forward to staying in touch. And then guys, I will leave information in the show notes towards Colleen, how you can work with her, connect with her, and even continue to learn even more from her. Hi, it's Ella, the host of For Better Self and Net Worth podcast. I wanted to, first of all, thank you for listening and supporting an independent podcast. I'm an aspiring motivational speaker and marketer who wanted to give a platform to other risk takers, empire builders, and out of the box lifers in the world. By listening, you are showing support for everyday folks like you and myself, pursuing the lives they've always wanted by ditching societal norms and dedicating time to others. To show more support, feel free to leave a review on iTunes and subscribe on Spotify. You can also find the show on iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast, and many other independent platforms. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you are feeling inspired.